0: You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Raimi.
1: On Friday, August 19th, the San Jose Sharks announced that Brian Wiseman had been named as an assistant coach for David Quinn's staff. Most recently, Wiseman had worked for the Oilers as an assistant under head coaches Dave Tippett and Jay Woodcroft. Quinn and Wiseman met with the media. This is that press conference.
2: Hey, David. How's it going? Chang, how are you? Very good. Very good. Uh, wanted to ask you, you mentioned that Brian will be helping with the power play offense and forwards. Is this in, con- in conjunction with uh, Scott Gordon, I suppose?
1: Yes, he will. Him and Scott will be handling the power play. He'll be on the bench with us as well, handling five on five responsibilities, pre-scout responsibilities, uh, you know, so that'll be his, his role with our staff. Good, great. And uh, Brian, uh, hello.
2: I'm 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 Peng with San Jose Hockey now. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Please, to meet you, Shane.
3: I uh,
2: wanted to ask you uh, uh, first: um, uh, what happened with uh, uh, the with, uh, New York Islanders? It was announced uh, uh, a month ago you're joining that staff, and then you know, then then you weren't. So, can you kind of talk about what happened there?
3: Yeah, certainly. Um, it was announced that I was joining the staff. Uh, contract wasn't uh, in place or, or fully uh, documented or signed, and as pro- as our discussions progressed. Uh, ultimately, we decided to go in in separate separate ways, um, and that's and that's what happened. Uh, I'm excited that uh, I'm here today, and the ability and the opportunity to work with David and his staff, and Mike and the and the Sharks organization. To be quite honest, so it's uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the season, and uh, I'm really looking forward to get out into the west west side.
2: And uh, how do you kind of uh, foresee uh, uh, you know your position? And I guess. It sounds like uh, uh, like David mentioned, your responsibilities are kind of in line with Scott Gordon. Is that uh, you know unusual to have kind of two people focus on a power play or is that maybe more uh, these days? You know, there's sort of more assistant coaches than there would have been before. Uh,
3: I'll take I'll take that initially. I'm looking forward to working with Scott. He's a veteran coach with many years experience at different levels. Um, and, and so for that purpose, I'm looking forward to working with him. Uh, Shared duties on some different things. I think that happens a lot in in our coaching environment. We we have a lot cl- a lot of collaboration goes on with the structure of the team and 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 different responsibilities that go on. So uh, I'm looking forward to working with not only Scott but Ryan and obviously David. Um, I was fortunate to be a part of a great staff and, and uh, in Edmonton for the last three years. Uh, so I'm excited about what the knowledge and the experience that I'm bringing. Uh, to the sharks and to the staff, uh, to to eventually get to where we want to get to, all of us.
1: And to follow that up, Shang, we when I was in New York, we had uh, Greg Brown and David Oliver share responsibility with the Powell play. So this is something that that I have done in the past. Okay, great, thank you, Curtis.
0: Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, just a question for for Brian uh, to start. What uh, you know, since the obviously since the Islanders' uh, job, you know, kind of kind uh, of fell through there. What other opportunities might have uh, might have you were maybe uh, presented to you between now and, and why were the sharks sort of
3: the right fit for you? Yeah, there was certainly some discussions going on, some different avenues uh, for myself of what what's next. Um, David and I uh, began some conversations soon thereafter his his being hired, and uh, I remember telling telling David years ago the opportunity that I would love to work with him uh, I know him uh, for a long time many many years I know his passion that he brings to the game and it was something that I, I look forward to at any point in my career to be a part of that be part of his staff um, and so our discussions just kept progressing over the course of the last few weeks uh, until where we are here today and and like I said I'm excited to be a part of this stuff I'm thrilled and uh, to be a part of this sharks organization.
0: Can I ask if there were any discussions with with Michigan as far as going back there or taking over after Mel left? No, there was not. David, how do you how do you kind of pretend uh, as far as on their bench? Will Will Brian be on the bench with you guys? Will it be an eye in the sky, or how, how will that work with you guys during games?
1: Yeah, he'll 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 be on the bench with us, and you know something that we did in New York uh, and with the World Championships, I you know. I think we have other people that can help us from an eye in the sky standpoint. I do think that it's helpful to have uh, three coaches on the bench with the head coach. I, I, I've never felt that way, to be honest with you. But over the years, I've kind of embraced it a little bit more, especially with the league getting younger. And uh, but you got to be careful with over We certainly will address that as a staff. But I do think it's beneficial to have the three assistants on the bench.
0: Just a general, just generally speaking, you know, we're about a month away camp here from the start of camp what are sort of some of the things you're doing now to sort of help get ready uh for the start of camp what is what's your typical day look like right now
1: well obviously i've been in contact with ryan Wasowski and scott gordon quite a bit about training camp and penalty kill and five on five stuff now that we have the staff rounded over the next few weeks we'll certainly dig in a little bit deeper into what we're going to do we had a we had a big training camp meeting yesterday so just getting ready for the season you know it's uh um you know it's a short turnaround for all of us but that being said there's plenty of time for us to be on the same page and there is a familiarity with from my end of it with all three assistant coaches so I think it's going to be a seamless transition as a staff from a preparation standpoint okay thank you go to Drew hey
4: Brian good to see you um congratulations thank you uh, you worked with a great staff in Edmonton. You were a big part of doing the heavy lifting to get that team from potential to where they are now. What are some of the tenets that need to happen from a coaching staff communication to the players to in order to, from a system point of view, in order to help raise the potential to results?
3: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I took, one of the biggest things that I took from Edmonton was a very well-connected staff, and that's paramount. Um, we spend a lot of time together, uh, you know, whether it's work wise or, or socially. So it, the staff has to be connected. The, ca- the staff has to be uh, certainly on the same page, uh, so to speak. Um, that was evident in Edmonton. And then with that was disseminating the plan or the, uh, the information, the communication to the players. Uh, it has to be clear, it has to be con- concise. And, and I know that's David's approach of, of the importance of a connected staff, the communication and relationships that we have to have with these players because uh, we're all in this together. And that was part of the success that uh, I saw the growth in, during my three years in Edmonton happen. And, and, I, and I anticipate that, that that's, that's high on David's list here uh, with the growth and the direction we want to take
1: this organization.
4: Well, if I can be biased for a minute, uh, David, great hire.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I knew that from the get-go.
4: Yeah, I know you did, but thought I thought i just put my stamp on it, if that matters.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Go back to Cheng.
4: Uh, just
2: wondering how you guys uh, know each other, how you guys met.
1: Uh, we go back just from, you know, Brian was an assistant at Princeton, and when I was working at Nebraska-Omaha, and through the recruiting travels, you bump into each other. And, you know, I... His uh, coach at Michigan was Billy Powers and Mel Pierce and I was friendly with those guys so I uh, just got to know Brian through them and have always had a lot of respect for him and he's a very likable guy and uh, you know with a wealth of knowledge I mean he's one of the great players in the history of Michigan hockey, uh, just a very good hockey mind and a great person so uh, we just had a connection from the time we, we got to know each other and we've had a relationship ever since.
2: And uh, Brian, wanted to ask you, since you're focused on the foot forwards and the power play, just what do you see as sort of the, uh, maybe some opportunities for the team to improve these? You know, those are areas that the team does need to improve, both the power play and the five-on-five five scoring.
3: Well, I think there's there's great uh, players here. There's a great foundation already in place. Um, they've had some success in, in years past. And so as we get going and as I dive into more, uh, certainly with the conversations with the coaches, we're going to devise a plan uh, that uh, helps with that, but certainly um, is fine-tuned to our personnel and, and, and the guys that we have. But we have a lot of good hockey players on this club, and we have some young up-and-coming up and kids that, uh, and guys that uh, are looking to make their mark at this league. So that's exciting for a coach like me uh, with the combination of the stability of a, a strong leadership group. And then some, you know, uh, some pieces around it to uh, to help mold this and get it going in the right direction.
2: And uh, Brian, uh, finally, I did want to ask, uh, you know, a lot of upheaval at the Michigan program. Um, um, just, you know, a lot of uh, allegations have been uh, put forth. Uh, just any do you have any reaction or thoughts uh, on everything that's happening there with uh, Mel Pearson and just the program in general, the you know other people that have been involved, like Rick Bancroft and people like that?
3: Yeah, certainly unfortunate. Uh, I'm a proud alumni of the University of Michigan, and there's lots of us out there. Um, and to see our program in the situation, in uh, the reports that are out, um, is disturbing. It's disappointing. Um, but I know there's better days ahead for this program. Like I was a student athlete there back in the early '90s. Uh, I was there on staff in in different coaching capacities for for a total of geez, probably 10 years or so. Um, my experience at the University of Michigan uh, was a great one, it was a positive one. And ultimately when I went back to Michigan to be a coach there, that was a goal of mine is to bring all these student athletes into this program, into this family. And as they exited, they had a positive experience to rely to rely on as their careers and their, their, their pathways have taken them forward. Uh, I hope that uh, that didn't disrupt or affect too many guys. That that didn't happen to, uh, because ultimately, that's what it that's what it's about of of having positive experience and the growth within this uh, college four year environment. Um, I loved it there. Uh, we have lots of proud alumni, like I said, and uh, and I hope that uh, it starts getting back to that point here uh, here shortly.
2: I, I guess is it fair to say that those allegations? I guess they weren't your experience, I guess there, or they don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. They, they weren't your experience there. They didn't ring, I guess, true with, with what, uh, what you experienced there as a, as a coach.
3: That is correct.
2: No.
4: Okay. Thank you. Go to Dan. Hey, Brian, Dan, Russo, Hi, Dan. sharks radio. We've seen each other over the years. Uh, just wanted to ask about, man, maybe David can address this too. The, uh, the kind of a, the shift, Over the last few years, you know, back in the day, it used to be if you had a you want to be good on both the penalty kill and the power play, but uh, people used to really emphasize the PK, but now it seems to have totally shifted the other way. Can you give us your thoughts on that and how that's developed the last couple of years and how that affects the way that you coach?
1: Well, I think you know, the game has obviously turned into a much more offensive mindset in a lot of ways, and it's getting harder and harder to score goals. Um, and your power play is pivotal in success. You look at the the statistics from a power play standpoint, uh, the percentages are getting higher and higher. There's an awful lot of skill in the National Hockey League. Uh, If you're going to have success, you have to score power play goals. Not only power play goals, you have to score timely power play goals. And that's something that I know, talking to everybody around the organization, that was something that uh, was a hole in our game last year. And that's something that we're certainly going to focus on from the get-go um but if you're going to have success in this league you have to score goals whether it's 5 on 5 or 5 on 4 or 5 on 3 and we certainly need to pay attention to that and uh and the power play is going to be pivotal in our success moving forward.
3: Yeah, and I'll add to that my experience in Edmonton. Uh I worked closely uh with Glenn Gullison who was the main power play guy in the la- in my tenure, my 3 years in Edmonton. um And Edmonton uh, has had had traditionally a successful power play uh, over the course of the last three to five years. Um, So there's lots of learnings from there that uh, I hope to bring to our group here uh, because it is so pivotal, like uh, David said, and so important uh, through a game and different times in the game that uh, a power play can certainly make the difference in the outcomes of games. And we got to make sure that we're sharp and we're ready, and uh, we certainly uh, will have uh, the foundation in place to, to give ourselves a chance to be successful in that area.
4: Thank you. Drew? Uh, this for both David and, and Brian. Uh, David, I'll start with you. Do you have an identity in mind? We hear about a lot about uh, a team identity. Do you have an identity that you want your team to have, or do you have to wait till you see what you've got on the ice before you can? make that to make that progress. And, and then on the other side, Brian, after how do assistant coaches help shape the identity of a team?
1: I think it's a combination uh, of having an identity in mind of what we're going to want, but also getting to know your personnel a little bit better, but there's certainly an identity, regardless of the team that we're coaching that we're going to demand and require for in order for us to have success. And, you know, for example, we didn't coach the Olympic team this year the same way we coached the world championship team, but there certainly right. were some common denominators in how we play. And, you know, I've always been a guy that has believed you need to stay on top of people. You need to play a fast game. You need to have five man gaps and you got to be structured with allowing freedom offensively. And that's certainly going to be our goal uh, from day one when training camp starts.
3: Yeah, Drew, and I think it's the role of the, of the assistant coach is to reinforce those those principles, those foundations, uh, that gives us the best chance to have success, and uh, and that's player to player, and that's you know coach to team, uh, and and that's behind the scenes a little bit uh, through video, um, and and that's what uh, I look forward to to doing and contributing to this organization is is working in those foundational types of. Uh, Situations that allow our team the best chance of success, and uh, from an individual standpoint, as and from a team, from a team structure standpoint.
4: Just one more, if you don't mind. A little curious. I watched you all those early mornings and out before everybody else with the individuals. How much of that discussion with those players and the work you're doing on the ice is back and forth between you and David and the other coaches, and you just saying, watching video and go, oh, we got to work with. Connor on faceoffs.
3: Yeah, I think that's part of it. And in, in what I what I gathered uh, in my time in Edmonton, um, which was not surprising, uh, these players want to be coached, and these players want to work, uh, and they want to improve their game. So if that's ice before, as you saw me many times, you mentioned uh, before practice, working with an individual, if it's on faceoff, if it's some sort of thing uh, on the ice. Um, that's part of our responsibility because with that confidence grows and with that then our team then confidence grows and, 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 and such. So uh, that was a big part uh, that I really enjoyed Drew in Edmonton yeah. is, is the, the pre-ice uh, routines with guys, the post-practice routines with guys. Um, we know it's competitive, we want a competitive environment uh, and we want to make sure guys are sharp uh, when, they're, when their number's called. And that's part of the responsibility of us assistant coaches to uh, give them all those opportunities, all those resources, video you mentioned, uh, so that they are prepared and ready to help this club.
1: Thank you. Make sure you are on the lookout for some of our recent roundtable features, one with all members of the broadcast crew and the other with local media talking about the San Jose Sharks' busy offseason. And of course, if there is any more Sharks news, keep it tuned to the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off.
0: This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app. Presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.